Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Scal, thank you for joining us. Uh, we were just giving a listen to uh, your your press conferences that you held right after the 2008 championship, the last championship that the Celtics <laughs> won. Was that a position you were you were put in by the PR staff, or did you volunteer to go up to the podium and talk to the media? You know, volunteer is interesting. I think it was more like hijack, if you want to probably use the correct uh, <laughs> okay. adjective there. Yeah. yeah, no one really wanted me up there. I just, like, the podium was open. And I just had to, like, I got to, you know, like, I got to let people know that I couldn't believe that people would pick the Lakers to beat us. I just, I never saw it, and but all the experts picked. And listen, I get things wrong, too, like currently right now. I thought that our Boston Celtics would be up three games to two, but, uh yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's just me being me, basically. How can so, that be? I have questions for you guys. <laughs> so we're 15 years or so out of that. So at this point, you you what? You average 10 points, eight boards. Yeah. What are your daughters? 30 years, now? you're the MVP, right? Isn't that what you yeah, said? I, I I didn't obviously I didn't understand the explosion of YouTube and the internet and stuff like that. So <laughs> that thing lives on forever. If this was the 80s, we could do that. But, um, you know, it's funny. When I first got the job with the Celtics, people would be like, Scow, man, thanks for 08. And I'd be like, yeah, come on, guys. It was all KG, Paul, Ray. It was like those guys. Now, when they say that, I say, yeah, I know. I put that team on my back all the way to the finals. So, <laughs> you know, the legend grows. And, you know, like not always, you know, like sometimes it's me doing it and sometimes it's other people doing it. So, Scal, I want to ask you about this series so far. You know, I, I saw you after the game, after game five, you're holding up that stat sheet because you're talking about Jason Tatum, and the stats do tell you it's a good game. And, and I have been, you know, disappointed by him. I'm not saying he's been really, really bad. One question I had. So, the, the, the mid-range, taking it to the basket. He's taking it all the way to the hoop, looking for those, those uh, you know, the foul maybe at that rim. But you see, you see Steph pull up or a little, whatever it is, or Clay Thompson, you know, within the paint. Would you see Jason Tatum? Is that just not part of his game right now, just that pull-up before he gets to the rim, or should he continue to go to the rim? Um, I mean, if you're asking me, right, it's an NBA Finals, so we could be incredibly critical of the way that he's playing. You know, if the mid-range jumper is there, I would take it, but the way the Warriors are guarding him, I, I'm not sure that that's in his cards. I think what's really in his cards is probably getting downhill, cracking that free throw line, and moving the ball. And I think that that's probably the best thing that he can do because eventually that defense will soften up. you got to get those guys into rotation. But I'm telling you, a lot of these possessions, like Jason Tatum is getting the ball with eight, nine seconds on the shot clock, 
and he really has not a lot of options. His option is to just go in there and, and sort of shoot the ball, make a play, and it, it's not the, the the best way to beat you know the Golden State Warriors. And we're not doing as a group. And Tatum is probably just as a, at fault at this as anybody. We're not doing anybody any favors offensively by walking the ball up the floor and waiting to screen a guy, get a mismatch, and starting to attack with you know seven, eight, nine seconds on the shot clock. So. If the Celtics are going to win this game, they're going to do it with speed. They got to get it up the floor. They got to drive. They got to put this Warrior defense in rotation. And they got to consistently do that. And that is really why Tatum is, and you guys asked me this, like, where do you rank Tatum as far as complete offensive player? I got him number one because he's on the ball, he's off the ball, he can drift. You know, like when you have a guy like that and he can attack closeouts and like he checks all those boxes, well, we're basically, at this point, only allowing him to be one-dimensional, and that's not the best version of Jason Tatum, in my opinion. And, and I guess the, the turnovers were, is just part of doing business with Jason Tatum, right? I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Like, that's, he's just going to cough it up, and you just have to learn to live with it, right? I mean, I, I think that um, hopefully that he can learn to make more simple plays and not have to, you know, kind of force the issue, so... You know, you, ideally he would grow through this whole thing. And I just think, like, he's really had a tough series against these guys because in his mind, I'm, I'm sure he thinks, I got Steph Curry on me, I should be scoring on him. But in my mind, it's you got Steph Curry on you, drive the ball, put two, and now let's play from there. And so if, if you kind of force the issue, then you're going to have high turnover games. If, you're, if you, you know, make the simple play, I, I don't. I'm not sure that um, Tatum will end up with four, five, six turnovers. And and with a simple play, it still means you're aggressive, you're getting downhill, but you're just like kicking the ball out and like hitting the open man and letting that like that that play dictate whatever it is. So I, I have a feeling the Celtics are going to do that in Game Six. I really thought they were going to do it in Game Five. I just didn't think they had any gas. I, I really think, and I said this before, like that Miami game really hurt them. Them losing game six and having to go down to Miami and play game seven, I think it came back to bite them in game five. I'm expecting the Celtics to kind of execute what I would consider this game plan, the winning game plan for uh, against the Golden State Warriors. So you mentioned it's been a tough series for Tatum through most of these games. Do you feel like he's facing some unfair criticism, uh, particularly at the national level, but even around here? Do you think he's being held to a, an unrealistic standard? I mean, it's the NBA Finals, and he's first-team All-NBA, and so, no, I don't, you know, like, I think I think criticism is part of the deal here, you know, like, I don't, I think, like, a really like good NBA player, an elite NBA player, just sort of, like, deals with the criticism, and whether it could be motivated by it, but they don't waver in how they play. So, you know, I don't like. I don't think that Jason Tatum needs to shoot the ball thirty times and score forty points for the Celtics to win. I don't. I actually do not believe in this series that that can ha- that has to happen. I think that Jason Tatum has to initiate offense. I think Jason Tatum has to put the Warriors in rotation, and then whatever happens from there, I would chalk that up as a positive. So I would look at that as like a one. And there are some games like I thought in Game One. He was like three for 17. I thought he played great. I, I'm not a, really a, a big fan against the Warriors of kind of like forcing the issue with your two-star players. I think they can. It just doesn't have to result in them shooting the ball. And it doesn't even have to result in them getting assists. It just it results in, you know, initially putting that team into rotation and then you just play from that from there. 
All right, so we're talking to Brian Scalabrini, NBC Sports. This guy, we're talking about taking it to the basket. This isn't that wall that was in Milwaukee or Bam out of bio. They're undersized at times, and it's still difficult to get to the rim and, and the rebounds, the offensive rebounds. Can you explain how, at times, this Golden State Warrior team plays bigger than the Boston Celtics, and is that an issue? It definitely is an issue. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with Draymond Green, uh, his health, and, and, and the way that, like I said before, like this team, they're the best rotating team, I think, in the NBA. And um, I think a lot of that has to do with also us, like the speed at which we're playing. You know, so when, when you play fast and you keep teams on their heels, then you have a better chance of opening up offensive rebound opportunities, opening up the lanes. Like it, it forces them to be spot on on their, on their rotations. And I just not loving like when the, day, the games where the Warriors dominate the paint, I don't think that that style of play, it's not just the end result. Like it's, it's not like the Celtics are playing the same way every day. And on those days, the Warriors dominate the paint. I feel like the Celtics play a different pace. And when they play at that slower pace, the Warriors dominate. The Warriors, you feel, you feel them defensively. You feel their length. And you, and you see them offensively. And what they're doing to us, like think of it, like Tatum and Curry are the best players in this series, right? So Curry puts us in rotation because everyone's afraid of his shooting. So we'll throw two guys at Curry at the three-point line, and then the Warriors are playing from there. Like Draymond Green passing that 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 that, uh, that assist to Kabal Looney late in the paint late in um, game number four that was because we put two two guys on Steph Curry. So the key to the NBA is put two you know you want to force the defense to put two on you and play from there and from there a lot of good things happen like a lot of op- offensive rebound opportunities a lot of paint scores happen from that and that's just like the the the, the level that. Tatum needs to get to and and in this particular series like Steph Curry has been doing that just by walking on the floor we need Tatum to do that a little bit differently but ultimately get the the Warriors to focus in on him and and overreact to Tatum so then the rest of the guys could really start to have a really good game and open up a lot of things for them all right so we're talking to Brian Scalabrini so Brian so the bench players for the Celtics so if you're Ime, do you give those guys like White and Grant and, and Pritchard, do you give them a little bit longer leash to kind of let them kind of get into a rhythm? Or do you just – and then and then if not, I guess the alternative, if they, if they don't, if he doesn't do that, he would have to give uh, the starters just more time. What would you do if you're Ime with these guys? Yeah, I, I personally, I think that those guys need to play in this series. We need their energy. We need their speed. You know, like Peyton Pritchard coming in and stepping on the line. That, I mean, it's like the difference between him catching and shooting and making a shot and him stepping on that sideline, is, is it, it's pretty big. Like, those guys need to come in. They need to play well. But the Celtics cannot win without those guys playing well and playing with energy and affecting the game. So I would give them a little bit of a leash. But I also remember what I'm also sitting here telling you guys is I want my superstars to move the ball. So my superstars move the ball. These guys will – I, I – uh, my guess is Al Horford, uh, Derek White, I mean, even Grant Williams, who's disappeared lately, right? I think all those guys would benefit from the superstar making those simple plays after they attack and get downhill. So I believe in those guys. They've done it before. They're not asking them. It's the reason why the Celtics are in the finals. It's not because of Tatum and Brown. Let's be real here. So like They're a big part of why. Like They're the, the main players, but what makes the Celtics so unique across the NBA is they can move the ball, they can shoot the ball, That's that, and then they have defensive versatility. Well, I, I want to see more of the moving the ball, the high-level decision-making, and the three-point shooting. 
Celtics need them if they're going to beat the Warriors, so I have to just trust that those guys will eventually make the plays that they need to make. All right, Scott, last thing, real quick. Do you like them tomorrow night? Force the game seven. I do. I do. I do. I think I really believe that they are still the better team. They just ran out of gas in game five, and I think they will back it up. I think they will. Now, seven, I'm not sure. I'm really not. I mean, that's anything can happen in seven, but I really believe it's going to be really difficult for the Warriors to beat the Boston Celtics on that garden floor. All right, it's Brian Scalabrini, NBC Sports Boston. Scal, enjoy the game tonight. We'll be listening to you pre and post, and uh, hopefully there's a game seven. Hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See ya. All right, Brian Scalabrini is brought to you by Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh, John Sewer, and drain clean, the name to know when your drains won't flow. And by the air doctor of Brian Scalabrini, that'd be Dr. Matthew Lepresti. You can call now at 1-800-GET-HERE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.